Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. So welcome, Lara Waldman, to the Focus on Why podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And Lara is an abundant business mentor. Wow, that sounds interesting. Tell me more. (laughs) Well, I like to call myself the abundance activator. I'm really passionate about supporting conscious leaders, change makers, business owners, and entrepreneurs to show up fully in all that they are and all that they came here to be, help them expand into the next level of their impact, their influence, and their income. Wow, that sounds so good. So tell me, how do you do that? What is it you're doing with them? Well, first of all, uh, we get really clear on what they are here to create, to bring, to, to show up as. I can see and feel people on the level of their their heart, their soul, their full potential. And we help to really like bring that out of hiding. I see it's like the diamond in the rough and expose that diamond to get really clear on what that is. And then we identify the what I call the abundance blocks, the blocks and obstacles to you fully showing up in all that you are. So these are thoughts, beliefs, programs, conditioning from our family, from our ancestry, from the society where we were raised in, and really help to release and let go unhook from these often unconscious programmings to set yourself free to be all that you came here to be. So who are these wonderful people that come and work with you? (laughs) (laughs) I feel very blessed to work with these extraordinary people. These are all people who are really here to make a difference, to make an impact in one way or another, to contribute to the lives of others. And this is um, often through business, uh, coaching, healing, or people bringing through new technologies, um, artists, uh, performers, people who are really here to bring a message, share a message, and to support others. On their journey. So it sounds like they are, you're talking about business owners, you're talking about entrepreneurs, you're talking about people who are really quite self-aware of, of what they want to achieve. Is that right? Yeah, they are. But often I find that we hide our truth. So we know somewhere in us, but sometimes you can think, oh, that maybe it's just a dream or is that really possible? And I help to really draw out that part that actually, you know what, that's not a dream. That is you. That is you. We're ready and waiting to be uncovered and to be celebrated and to be fully here. So yes, they know. And yet they go into self-doubt and self-worth issues and squash themselves down. And why do people do that? For a number of reasons. It's really fascinating because what I realized is we're not that different from each other. Um, Not feeling good enough is the key. Self-worth is one of the key core wounds that I've come up against over and over again. But it's also the fear of our power. What happens if you fully show up in all that you are, right? The fear of judgment, the fear of ridicule. Um, Who does she think she is? She's too big for her boots. You know, this is what almost everyone I talk to hears this voice in their head. 
um, if they, they imagine really sharing their thing, it's like, don't be egotistical, you know? And so we shrink ourselves out of fear of judgment, fear of being attacked, fear of ridicule. Cause I think there's a part of us that needs to fit in, you know, yearns to be um, accepted. We don't want to get kicked out of the tribe, kicked out of the pack. So you're helping them to to make an impact, to improve their income and, and have a, a, a more rich life, live a better version of themselves. Yeah. And for me, it's the inner game about really owning who you are and having your own back first and foremost, saying yes to yourself and what you believe in, being the leader of your life. And what's really cool is sort of money flows from that place. Uh, how we feel about ourselves uh, affects every area of our life so when we get those foundations and get really really aligned and connect get those foundations strong and solid it will affect every single area of your life so i i call it now living abundance and money is just a part of it um your business is just a part of it um but when every area of your life then can kind of flow more harmoniously we feel ultimately fulfilled home safe and fully alive and it's interesting that you said that people start to say yes to things in their life, but you also allow them or enable them to say no to things in life. 100%. This is actually probably, well, both are challenging in different ways, but setting really clear boundaries. So someone who really owns their worth, owns their wealth, takes good care of themselves, values themselves, will have really clear boundaries. This can be really hard and painful, but saying no to things that are no longer aligned I, I found this so hard when you're caring and you want to help people, it can be really easy to go into overgiving, for example. That's one of the patterns I see with, with conscious uh, heart-led people. And actually what you're giving might not be something maybe you can do and you do help people, but it might not be your superpower, might not be the thing that you're best at. So it can be an energy drain, their time drain, energy drain. When you're really aligned with your, what you're really here to do, it will energize you. It will energize you. And often we give ourselves away. I talk about abundance leaks, you know, leaking your resources, leaking your energy, which also leaks and drains your money. So how do people feel once they've gone through this transformation with you? <laughs> My friend, I heard it say, I was going to work with me, she says she feels like a plucked chicken. <laughs> um, so I think it's, you know, it's an intense path. It's probably like, it's incredible. You feel so empowered and so much more alive and so much, uh, so much more freedom. But there can also be, you know, a lot of loss and letting go and sadness around what we're leaving behind. So there can be this sort of grief. But what starts to happen is once you start to experience the results of actually honoring yourself, it's mind-blowing extraordinary and you realize oh my god I had to sift through all that I had to close that door in order to open a new one and then immense gratitude and humility actually and um greater connection greater love greater energy I'm not saying it's like a flat line of joy and love all the time not at all but more of that and more from like oh my god this is me like this is truly me living in alignment and integrity with yourself and how does that make you feel to see that in your clients? It is the best feeling in the world. Honestly, it's like coming home, you know, for them and for me. Um, it's the greatest relief for me. It's, it just feels like, oh, it's like finally the water's flowing, you know. Um, and it just feels, it's beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. And I feel immense amounts of joy. And um, I feel so honored to be able to witness someone really 
choosing themselves and and celebrating who they are and claiming who they are and putting themselves out there and then receiving you know all the amazing things uh in their life it's just I feel so proud and happy (laughs) so when did you realize you had this wonderful gift well it's a good question it it revealed itself to me over time and it's been an an, an evolution and to be honest it's a constant evolution um I'm still exploring and discovering all the time I knew I had a really deep deep desire to help people make a difference and when I was 18 I had this vision I saw myself on a stage talking actually to the world about consciousness about the fact that we had the power to change our lives and that vision woke something up for me I thought I was supposed to be an actress so I thought I was going to be doing this through acting but then um, I got a message that I was a healer and it wasn't until I started I, I learned some you know uh, some healing techniques and then I started working on people and then I it started to be revealed to me with each you know one client at a time it would just all this stuff would start to reveal itself to me I started seeing feeling waking up some of these psychic gifts that I had that I didn't know I had and um it's been a kind of a constant exploration ever since really and did you understand these gifts that you had when when they first started to reveal themselves to you really good question I think part of me was really scared of them um and actually that is still something that I have to work on is like this I think we're all we all fear our power to some degree um but part of me knew it was like a coming home of a deep knowing it's a strange thing um and so part of me was like oh my god and then it was I then I needed to get feedback and validation from my clients that I wasn't just making it up because I thought am I just am I just making this up where is this all this information coming from and it wasn't until they started saying oh no yes that did happen to me or or yes that is how I feel Um, and then giving the feedback and the results that I started to trust myself more and more and that relationship with your clients where you start to sort of build on what you're feeling what you're seeing what you're not quite sure how you're getting that information and then realizing that it is it has got the depth to it there is there is truth behind it how did that then sort of enhance your work well, I guess it's about really believing in myself. And this is, I, you know, I had terrible self-worth issues. So it was just starting to trust in myself. And also because what I do, you know, when I first started doing what I do, there, you know, it was still weird to sort of do yoga and meditate. And Reiki was like, what's that? I didn't even tell people what I did. I, there was a lot of shame and secrecy because I was, it was just so unusual. Um, but I think the more results I experienced, the more I strengthened in my confidence it just grew from there. And then the more feedback and then it actually over the, the those because I've been doing this for almost 20 years, actually it started to become more and more popular um, in the collective, like healing, meditation, yoga. And as, as it became more mainstream, I, I then was like, oh, well, I've been doing this for already for 10 years. So, but at the time it was, I was very secretive about it. And was that because you 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 weren't sure how you would be perceived, or you weren't sure how it was actually um, serving you yourself? Well, one of my greatest fears has been the fear of I, I call the persecution fear. I have had this really like paralyzing fear about coming out and what I do, and I sort of likened this to past lives because I couldn't explain it. But it's ultimately the fear of judgment. This fear of judgment, of being ridiculed, of being mocked, 
effect of being talked down to. So I couldn't explain it with science. There is actually science now to explain what I do, but um, I, I just thought, how can I explain it? And, um, but I was absolutely paralyzed by this fear. And it, and one of the ways I remember getting the message, I needed to start making YouTube videos. And I was like, that was honestly, I thought it was going to my death when I posted my first YouTube video. So it was really this fear of being judged and ridiculed. And actually what I realized it was the fear that was the problem. Cause once I got over the fear and I, and I pushed through it, actually for the most part, nothing happened. It was just the fear of the thing that was affecting my action really interesting felt so real at the time <laughs> brilliant so explain to me how you got to this point what what made you go into this area of work well so I was on this mission to save and heal the world and um, help everyone I'd come from money I'd come from wealth in Vancouver Canada and I but there was like a lot missing in my childhood we had all the physical stuff um, an amazing childhood, physically speaking, but emotionally it was very, it was empty for me. Um, and there was still a sense of lack and scarcity. So when, and I, and I, I felt and feel quite snobby. My mom came out and we went through quite a lot of family difficulties and I found everyone to be very judgmental on their high horse. Unconsciously I'd made a, 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 a judgment that rich people were superficial and not very nice. And so when I started opening up for all the spiritual stuff and this sense of coming home, I was like, this is the answer. It's all about love. It's all about connection. It's all about this energy. We've been just stuck in this material world and we're also unhappy. So I became very evangelical and I completely unconsciously just rejected money. Um, and it wasn't until I had two little babies. I had my toddler and my, and my newborn. And I was just, I remember the house being absolute mess endless amounts of like laundry hanging up little clothes no money feeling completely stuck and frustrated that I thought oh my god okay what is going on with money I have this big purpose why am I stuck at home completely broke and um and then the floodgates opened and I started bringing through all of this information around money and the truth around money and it completely shocked me because I, I had no idea how many judgments I had around money like it was the money was the root of all evil, for example, and it was corrupt and money corrupts. And so I went on my own personal journey, transforming my relationship with money because I kind of had to. And, uh, and then I started to, because I started to channel this wisdom about it, started to see that it was a beautiful thing or could be used as a really beautiful thing if we use it that way. And then slowly but surely, I started getting guided to teach about money, money manifestation, um, how to work with money consciously as a tool to activate your purpose. Um, I understood that money was just an amplifier. It wasn't good or bad. It was how we use it and it amplifies who we are inside. And then I started, I wrote my book, Money Manifestation Mastery. I was guided to start teaching about abundance work and working with women in particular. I do work with men as well, but particularly empowering women because we've been so disempowered around money. And, um, but it like, it kind of came through me. I, I honestly, it was the last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I was very scared about talking about money publicly. I thought I would be again, shamed and ridiculed as, you know, kind of blasphemy. Um, and as I've been sort of teaching and healing, my whole life started to transform as well. So, um, my husband's business, you know, thriving, my business started thriving at, 
I'm not saying it happened overnight. It definitely didn't, but really started seeing a profound shift in my own personal life uh, in terms of, you know, our life, our family, our finances, our businesses. And um, anyway, that's still growing as well. Um, and then the more I experience and the more I go through, there's just more and more keeps coming. <laughs> so it's interesting you talked about the, the kind of trauma that you had growing up and how the, the, you had the wealth, but you didn't see it as being healthy in your life. And the moment that you started to flip that, that was when you could start dealing with money yourself and, and helping others. So it, it's it's a bizarre sort of connection that you to go through before you could then serve other people. Yeah, it's like I had to go through the extremes of both worlds to find the missing piece because I, I saw just being around money, but being unhappy isn't good. But just being, I was spiritually very rich, but being broke isn't good. Neither was good. Actually, and I was like sort of bridging the gap between both worlds. Like, and I, I would call it conscious wealth or conscious money, living a life of true abundance, which includes money, but it's not just about money. You know, it's about love. It's about connection. It's about fulfillment. It's about purpose. And um, I guess I want it all. Maybe I'm really greedy. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say? Why, why is it important for you to do all this work? Well, I feel like there's a core wound that runs in every single human being that creates pain, that creates suffering, that creates the sense of separation. And it's this wound of separation and this wound of separation keeps us making all sorts of choices that keep on hurting and harming ourselves and others, hurting and harming this planet. And I see it's this perpetual cycle. It's like these trauma cycles that keep playing themselves out over and over again. And I remember, you know, all the stuff that I went through is generational trauma, you know, and I was like, it stops with me. Like it absolutely stops with me right here, right now. I'm not passing this on to my children. And I started to understand, you know, the genetics, like almost like this, how, how these patterns get, I would see it psychically that all these programs and patterns gets handed down through the DNA, through, through generation after generation. And so I'm on a mission, basically, if we can empower ourselves, you know, really shift and heal this stuff within ourselves, we can really create powerful transformation outside of ourselves, which is coming back into wholeness, coming back into connection remembering that we are abundance, that our true nature is abundance. And anything that isn't that is kind of a lie. It's not the truth of who we are. And I feel this real urgency now that we can't afford to continue going on as we are. And it's time to come home. It's time to reconnect to ourselves, to this planet, to each other, if we're gonna, you know, make life better on this planet. So would you say you have a different vision for this planet? Oh, yes. <laughs> I've been getting the most beautiful visions for what's possible for this planet for a very long time since I was 18. And they seem like it, it looks kind of like a dream world. But I see it happening, you know, little bubbles, little hubs, little centers, moments um, of a place of cooperation, collaboration, um, connection where we all can thrive, you know, where, where everyone is included. Like it's a bit, I suppose, utopian society, but I don't think it's that, it's that hard. I don't even think we're that far away from that being possible. But these, you know, patterns of greed and patterns of, you know, misuse of power 
and you know manipulation and control these these patterns really have to shift and that's why i'm really calling on the leaders and the business owners and the change makers because we have to lead this change um, but it's there's so many inventions there's so much technology out there that i know already exists that could make a huge impact but so we just need to to build the i guess the desire for it we all have to want it you know and be willing to make the changes necessary so it comes down to a single choice i really think so because i we can't force change we can't force people to change change starts within and i think there just needs to be enough people who are calling for that change, standing for that change, to create change. So I think a lot more people want to see a better life, but they don't know how. They feel very disempowered, or maybe they're stuck in just survival, you know, just getting food on the table. So what, what sort of a difference could an individual make, do you feel? Well, I mean, I, I don't, wouldn't even know how to answer that because there's just so many possibilities. But I feel that, I believe that, well, what I get shown psychically when I would get completely overwhelmed by how are we going to change this mess on the planet? And what I got shown was that each person is like a piece of the puzzle. You don't have to fix everything, but you can focus on your area, you know, your thing. Focus on that and trust that there's someone else who's focusing on another area. Like, I don't know, I'm really passionate about the environment, but I'm not an environmentalist. So trust that maybe there's someone else doing that where I work on this area, someone's working on that area. And we all have a missing piece of the puzzle. So we have to just, it's like, wake up our thing. What's our thing, um, our gift? And it, it doesn't need to be everything, you know? You don't have to do it all, but just focus on your piece of the puzzle and trust that if everyone's focused on their piece of the puzzle, we'll have a beautiful puzzle, <laughs> a complete puzzle. <laughs> so for those of us who haven't had this wonderful ability to visualize, to see this film of a utopian society, how, how would you advise someone to sort of embrace those thoughts and think about what it is that they can see? It's a good question. I think, I do really believe we need support to wake up those dreams. I've not got to this position by myself. This, my secret sauce ingredient is support. So to have someone to hold space for your dreams, because everyone knows what they want. They just need help kind of getting it drawn out of them. So I'd say get support, um, reach out. You were never meant to do this alone. And start where you are. You can only start where you are. And what is that next baby step to changing your life for the better? I think it can get very overwhelming when we want, you know, we just want, we want it now, you know, we want the end result now. Um, take baby steps, one step at a time and get support. I think that's great advice. And I, and I, I really see the passion that's coming through here for you to build this beautiful, sustainable planet and for us all to connect to nature. And it's, it's been, a, it's a really lovely um, vision that you've got there and I can definitely close my eyes and see that so I think that's that's been a really lovely insight to have on the show today thank you so much Laura it's been a pleasure having you on today is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with a clear message my message is that you are more powerful than you realize powerful beyond measure and you have the power to consciously transform your lives your life and the lives of others and this is about remembering reawakening to this truth and it lies deep within your heart deep within your belly 
And I just want to remind you of that in this moment. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star iTunes review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of the inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.